0: Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today. Google, Google can see, see you.
1: Like, yes, like we always thought we were being sneaky. That. We're doing it on Google's yes. front lawn. Like they can see us being like, what the f***? What the oh f*** my is God, this? Oh
0: that's hilarious. Google's sitting there going, we can see
1: you. Yeah, they're like banging on the glass. Like, hey, like, hey, hey,
0: get off my lawn. That yes. is hilarious. Thank you guys for joining me today. I am your host, Sarah Levenger. This is the Pit Stop Podcast, and I'm joined by one of my favorite people. We've met a long, long time ago, and I just have loved you ever since. You're just a lovely person in general, but you're also one of the, like, most talented and just, man, you've got some mad skill in what you do. So this is Ka- Katie or Catherine. I should have asked you this a long time ago because I've been using be your rough. name interchangeably. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I really wish I had a name where you could, like, interchange it, but you can really only do one thing with Sarah, and that's
1: Sarah. So Sorry. people used to Wrong. call me Sarah Bear when I was in high school and I hated it. Oh, that's cute. I was Kitty oh. in high school and I, it was not oh, my favorite Kitty. either. Oh,
0: which is so funny because my middle name is Catherine. And oh, I nice. always I always wanted people to call me Cat and nobody ever did. Yeah. Oh, you so, seem like
1: a cat though. We call you
0: Cat now. <laughs> yes. That's, everybody it's, just yeah. from now here to the end, my name is now Cat. We're just going to change the name on the podcast. You though, you are a four of next 1,000 honoree. Jeez. And a 15-year veteran in digital commerce. It sounds like you've been doing stuff for a very, very long time. You've been overhauling kind of the digital go-to-market for more than 50 different brands, including Fortune 500 brands such as, is it Cody? It's Cody. How have how I never heard of this brand before?
1: They're one of those big CPG conglomerates, so they're, they are they make see. like drugstore makeup, a lot of perfumes, a lot of right. luxury brands. Yeah. I was going to
0: say, and I, I've heard of IPG Media, so I know who <laughs> that is, but you've done like a ton of stuff. So thank you, thank you for joining me today. This is going to be really fun to kind of like tap into your brain because yeah. every time we chat, I'm like, geez, Katie, you know so many things. So yes, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And right back at you, every single one of our conversations, I'm like, oh my God, like she's a genius. This is so good. Sarah slash Cat. might yes. be a genius. You're welcome. You heard it here first. Sarah, Kat, that's amazing.
0: Yes. It, it's so interesting too because I feel like in the DTC industry, some people are very quiet about their geniuses and like yeah. you're one of those people where I'm just shocked that more people haven't gotten on the KD train. Like I'm just like, because I talk to people constantly. I'm like, do you know Katie? She's like super good. And people are like, no, who's Katie? Yeah. All right, all right. I'm offended. You don't know who this is. Thank
1: Anyways. you. Thank you. I think it's a tumultuous train. In fairness, I have a it, lot. Yeah, a lot of hot takes. Time. Not everybody
0: loves that. Hot takes are the best, though. We just I kind we of agree. need more to like tamale takes. One yeah. of your best takes. This is a great segue. And this is one that I have loved, and I've told basically everybody ever since I heard this. Ninety-eight percent of your traffic should only come from specifically one source, and that's organic, which I yep. find really interesting. So another way you could think of this, something Katie has posted quite a lot of, is only 2% of clicks on your site are coming from paid advertising. Mm. 2% people. That's like itty-bitty yeah. little. So I want to know, give us kind of synopsis of like this particular stat. How did this come out to be? Like, was there a study that I missed? Which would be shocking because I read studies all the time. But give us the rundown on this because I am so interested to hear your insight on this one.
1: Yeah. Happily, it's my favorite stat. It's like the dramatic one, obviously. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) It's from Google. Google had been asked for a lot of behavioral information from brands, from retailers. And so I was on the Think with Google Council for a while. And it was a study they ran a bunch. And- it actually got worse and worse and worse and worse. So that 982 is from last year. <laughs> oh no, so it's way yeah. worse now. Oh, it's way no. worse. <laughs> it sort of measures like two different things. Like on the whole of Google, on the search engine's result, any search engine result page, only 2% of clicks go to paid, right? Gosh, and I That's insane. It's fascinating given kind of the mentality around paid. The oh, other 100%, part of it, yeah. Right? Oh. I think we can Talk about it in two ways. I think that the ninety eight percent, from Google's perspective, arithmetic's perspective, from yeah. math. So the internet is a mathematical system. Everything's an algorithm. People sort of think of the algorithms as tricky. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: not. It's it's arithmetic. You can like hack the algorithm type of a thing. God.
1: Could you imagine? Yep. That you, Google can see you. Like they're looking right at you. You're not hundred <laughs> percent. Conversation for another day. That whole like, I'm going to beat them at their own game,
0: homie. You're not. You're- Which is hilarious. Yes, because it's Google. I mean, let's just talk about the fact that like we're using the word algorithm to describe something that we are constantly interacting with on a daily basis. And this is something I struggle with when people come to me and talk about, oh, we've figured out how to work our Facebook ad account so that we're tricking the algorithm into running our ads more. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense (laughs) because an algorithm, just as you said, is mathematical. It's programmed to adjust itself constantly. like It's AI over here, people. So it's very interesting, I think, that Google came out with this stat literally last year. This was like over a year ago, where we're contributing like just a small percentage of what's coming to our websites from paid traffic, and we're spending millions of dollars a month on paid.
1: Yeah. And I think it's a good time to kind of note that like from Google's perspective, they want the right answer. Like yeah, I true. asked a question, they're trying to give me the correct answer. So, like a search engine result page should only have one thing on it, from Google's perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. So from true. their perspective, 100 of the traffic should be organic. They did not come out as a media agency. They did not come out to sell ads. So they were yeah. like, "Hey yeah. guys, your website blows. No one can find you." And people were like, "Instead of fixing our site, could we pay you a fine?" And Google was like, "I guess." I, that's not. <laughs> that's not how I would do more it. More money? Like, okay. Sure. Hilarious. So I think what's happening is like. When we're writing these queries, Google is trying to find the answer. They can't find the answer because so many brands spend, to your point, so much money. There's a ton of strategy around this to pay for that traffic when, like, you were never supposed to pay for it. You were supposed to explain what you did in a scrapable, indexable manner. Yeah. And Google will just see that you're the right answer and, like, call it a day. Yeah. But also, like, and that bear. I mean, I know you know everything about this, but that bears out in the consumer behavior. Nobody trusts wow. ads not because we don't want to be sold to. Like we live in a capitalist society. Like we're all here to buy stuff. I'm on the internet to buy something. I'm expecting you to sell it to me quickly, efficiently, easily. I don't click on ads because they suck. And I don't click on ads because they have nothing to do with the thing that I'm trying to buy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Competitive conquest. I could legitimately talk all day. Like competitive conquesting <laughs> makes me want to fight agencies. You're like, why are you lying? Why are you lying? It's
0: quite interesting because, like, I'm I'm in paid advertising. That's 100% my job is to make sure that your ads get to the right person at the right time, hey. and it's difficult to be faced with this stat of my job only leads to about two percent of any sort of click onto anybody's website. So, and again, th- this is coming from obviously Google and their stats and like what they've been researching. I'm sure if you went to Facebook or Meta, they'd have a totally different stat
1: because that's they don't they use website. Google's information for it. Oh my god, that's hilarious.
0: One of the things that I want to know that is from your like expert level advice then, what can people do since we're spending all this money on paid and it sounds like the majority of what we need to be focusing on is more organic, what can people do to to combat that then? Because Google's got billions of sites that they're indexing on a daily basis.
1: They do. They do. I mean, my two favorite things are kill all your pop-ups. It's destroying your site rank and your quality. Yeah. Like nothing screams, this is a terrible website, like a pop-up. Sorry, everyone who loves a (laughs) pop-up. The other one, which is the other golden calf we got to take down, is that whole content is our strategy. Like we think we're doing SEO when we write like a million articles. You aren't. You aren't. Hmm. It's it's the same problem that I think sort of keeps coming up is that we're trying to creatively find a way to find our people instead of clearly finding our people. So like the real answer is oh, yeah. have a very clean and clear website. No pop-ups, no ticker tapes. Cool it with the images. Images are not worth a thousand words. Write the words. Make them in a text box so that they're actually yeah. scrapable. Put them up and left on your homepage so that you get value when it's scraped. That's the sort of like base. The other one is like think through that trick when you're like, I'm going to get traffic because I'm going to write a bunch of very 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 helpful probably, articles about this thing. Yeah, yeah. Do they have anything to do with what you're selling? And the answer is almost always no, and that is why that last Google update came through, where it was like content has to be helpful or you will get dinged for it. Because now when you search anything, so this is an old stat, and again, it's worse now. It used to be that 68% of queries had no clicks. Yeah. And that included like knowledge graphs. That included, like it was, it controlled for like, I need to know the time that target is open. It means literally I wrote the query and like none of the results made any sense. So I like clicked away and tried again. We did that. Yeah. Like we did that being like, oh, I'm gonna write about my grandmother during World War One before I tell you how to preheat the oven for this apple pie. Like long-term strategy to get your recipe blog up, right? Like That's super well. So the line. way
0: people did it though, anytime you get on a recipe yeah. site, it's five years of yes. somebody's backstory about their grandma. And then finally at the very bottom is the recipe that I'm looking for. They had to actually create buttons that says jump to the recipe. Yeah. To like forego all this dumb extra content that we don't want. Right. Just so that I can figure out how to
1: make biscuits. Right. And again, Google can see see you. Like we always thought we were being sneaky. We're doing it on Google's front lawn. Like they can see us being like, what the What the F is this? That's hilarious. Google's sitting there going, we can see you. Yeah. They're like banging on the glass. Like, "Hey, "Hey, hey,
0: get off my lawn. That is hilarious. Okay. So in your opinion, and this is something we'll probably talk about in the next episode too, yeah. but like in your opinion, do you think that paid advertising is probably not something people should focus on then? I mean, maybe I there's a it, right or wrong answer, but.
1: I think that's a really good way to phrase it. Paid advertising has, has a place. It has a role. It's, it's not a big one though. And I think that's where we get lost. There's a lot of foundational stuff that needs to be done. If you do the foundational stuff, the paid ads will be very successful. Your CPCs will go down. Your reach will go up. Your conversions will go up. Because you have the correct traffic, but trying to do paid instead of doing all the foundational stuff is a gigantic time and margin suck. And that's where we get stuck in like A-B testing like colored buttons and you're like, that is not in fact moving the needle. Or it yeah. is, but you think the needle is like one extra click and it's not. Like a billion people over here were like, please tell me how to make the biscuits. And we're like, anyway, <laughs> in purple, When I talk about my grandmother? And like- <laughs> Look at this pretty purple button. Oh this is the interesting
0: part is entire industries has, have been made off of incremental lift. right? And that's really interesting because as a generalist marketer, for a long, long time, I had never heard that term. Because my job was literally content. When you're in marketing, really just content marketing is what you're doing. As soon as you get over to paid advertising, your entire job is incremental. Right. Like what colors can we change? What buttons can we change? Do we need to add emojis? Like, Those type of things start to come into play because we're trying to get in platform or even third-party platform metrics that match what we think is going to be best for the business. Overall, and again, I could totally put myself out of a job this way, but like overall – what we should be focusing on is helping people. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. And, like, and I don't think it would talk you out of a job because I think it's a lot of really smart people doing a lot of really interesting yeah. things like 30 degrees the wrong direction. Yeah. Because people do true. want help. People yeah. do want to be seen. We do want things filled to us. And you're right. I mean, you talk about all the time that like you change the like visual flow of your tweets and they do better. Like, yeah, this is your entire job. You are oh, really yeah. good at getting eyeballs. It is true. Yeah. If what we were offering were good – then the incrementality that you're creating would be that much better. Like it's not don't do it. It's that like, yes, that, yes, that, but like on top of this foundation that we've been like ignoring for a while.
0: 100%. So the foundation, one of my questions for you then, if I'm a paid advertiser and I'm running ads to a landing page, the landing page obviously is still being indexed by Google. It's built on Shopify. It's built on whatever. Google is still noticing that page. So should I be building these landing pages with an eye towards the foundations that Google wants to see and not necessarily what's best for the paid advertising. Does that make sense?
1: It does make sense. And the short answer is yes. The slightly yeah. longer answer is that like what Google wants is also what consumers want. Like the AI is, is matching consumer behavior and then circling back to be like – when Katie clicked that ad, did she find the? And you bring up a great point that like a lot of ads will be visually beautiful, right? And I yeah. I am a sucker, so I am clicking all the ads on Instagram because they're exactly <laughs> except amazing. that can Doing both, just <laughs> <Right>? click. <laughs> what's this?
0: But Four a million, million times
1: 100%. you click this like gorgeous picture, and I'm like, ooh, I need a new coffee table. And to me, the ad is of a coffee table, but I will get there, and it's of the like reindeer ornament on the table, and I'm like, what? What's right? What's You're like, wait, where'd the coffee table go? Right. And leave. Yes. I think that's the foundation. Yeah. While we're doing all of these things, like, would this uh, and this is my test for everything. Would your grandmother get it? If your grandmother yeah. did this process, would she be happy?
0: Yeah. And you're True. probably
1: like, well, no, my grandma's looking at the scarf and you're like, mm-hmm, so are the rest of us, because she's has yeah. a beige dress on and a bright scarf. So all of us clicked for the scarf. All of you us don't sell scarves. The scarf. Yes. Right. Yep. Like,
0: the nice part about Google is they are they've been in this business a long time. And so they are heavily based in human behavior. Yeah. And they've had decades of understanding and learning about the people. They also are the largest search engine on the planet. Mm-hmm. So like they have the majority of the information, even more than Meta, even more than TikTok, especially more than TikTok, yeah. even more than Pinterest. And even Pinterest is even a search engine, you know, but not even Pinterest can hold a candle to what Google has on us. So it makes sense that if you're going to be building landing pages and actually building functional, what we could call functional paid advertising should go towards what Google needs us to produce to be able to do best practices. And that really does come from let's just help the people solve a problem.
1: Yeah. Like the very base brass tacks of any company is you saw a problem in the market, you made a problem to solve it. Yeah. We didn't need to talk people into it that hard. And that like pithy phrase that like, if you build it, they will come. That is actually true. It's hard to cut through noise for sure. But like if we're solving that problem, so slight circle back to the landing pages, because this is always a sticking point with me. Yeah. You only have so much crawl budget to a site. The landing page hack is also one that's going to get punished probably in the next six months because they they end up being like a file of JPEGs functionally. So like from it's from a site true. perspective, when Google gets there and when the bots get there and they're going to crawl it and they're looking at it, landing pages are disparate from each other. So they're last. So like when a, when a crawler is on a site, it goes left to right first, then top mm-hmm. to bottom second, then first page to last page. When you have landing pages, they are not in that deck. So they get crawled last. You might have the most beautiful landing page in the world. It's not going to have any kind because it has no crawl value of any kind. You had to drive traffic to it. Yeah. Why don't we make websites that are functionally useful so instead of creating a jillion landing pages, you take me to a place with information on it and then I will buy the scarf.
0: That's crazy. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, honestly, especially because the relationship between Google and Facebook just gets more and more integrated because – you're solving a problem. And so the ad is basically just going to continuously keep solving problems. And yeah. so people will click more, engagement will go up, and conversions will go up. God, I feel like we could talk about this so much. For oh hours, my God. <laughs> I, for hours and hours. That's probably a good place to wrap this one up. Where can people find you if they want to work with you or if
1: they want to find out what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to find out what I'm doing, Twitter for as long as that's alive. Later. Yes. Katie underscore McKay for now. M- for now, that's for as so long funny. as Elon sits on it. LinkedIn always, morphology consulting is. The consultancy. So, if you do want to work with us or see what the consultancy's up to, LinkedIn is Morphology Consulting. Our website is Morphology Labs, M-O-R-P-H-O-L-O-G-Y. In fairness, I'm one of those like college kids has no shoes. So, my website is hideous. It is getting redone. If you are mad at anything I say, feel free to shoot me an email. Being like, whatever, this website sucks. It does. I hear you. That's barking. hilarious.
0: It's always like the personal website, so they get done last. My clients' websites look amazing. My clients' ads right. look fantastic. Right. My own ads would look terrible because I don't have time to do my own ads. Thank you for joining me today. This was so fun. I appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) It's
1: been such a good time.